It's the Rams House, powered by Guys in Short Sports. Whose house? Rams House! The Rams beat the Minnesota Vikings 38-31 to on Thursday night football to go 4-0 and in this young 2018 season. Gosh dang it, it feels good. Here to talk all about it is me, Jeff Wilson, and Victor Costello, and Rams fan number one, Darren Numero Uno. Numero Uno. Oh my gosh. How does it feel to go from a couple short seasons ago... Under the mm. reign of he who shall not be named. Do not say his name. <laughs> Where we went. Don't do it. What? Don't do it. Four and 12. Four and 12, yeah. Oh, my gosh. To, to now this, under the our Lord and Savior, Sean McVay oh, reign. And uh, this, this Rams team, I feel like there's not a power ranking out there that doesn't have them winning the Super Bowl, which yeah. knock on wood. Oh, yeah. Um, this, is the, this is the second week now yeah. that the Rams have ranked one on the this power ranking. unbelievable. Oh, why would, it, why would you... Rank them two. I mean, come on. <laughs> you have to be, as a media outlet out there, you got to be yeah. an idiot to go ahead and rank them anything above one. Not prejudice or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about this, uh, this game real quick, then we'll look ahead to uh, next week against the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Uh, the hated Seattle Seahawks. Sorry mm, about that. I mm. feel like they earned the hated title. Of course they do. Uh, Minnesota came to town on Thursday night. I know a lot of us were a little nervous about this game because Minnesota's no joke. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. a good yeah. team. Yeah. Even though they were coming off a huge loss to Buffalo, which is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Um, I think we all expected that they were going to bounce back nicely, which they did. I mean, they, they didn't look terrible, but our boys... Give them some credit. Yeah. Our boys did the job. Yeah. But you know what? This, I mean, this is Thursday night football. And you look around the Coliseum and we we hit our projections. We have 70,000 tickets sold. Yeah. And the city of Los Angeles came out in full force. Now, this is not all of Los Angeles. There's some casual fans out there who are slowly becoming Rams fans. And there is definitely a presence of Viking fans out there. But for the most part, you can tell by the coaches, you can tell by the players, especially the Rams players, that right. they really loved the electricity in the stadium. And and they showed it. So you chalk it up to the the season that, that the Rams are having this year. You chalk it up to maybe Sean McVay issuing out permission slips in the LA Times in the fact <laughs> that, you know what, everybody out there, Start doing some prep. Come out to Thursday Night Football because we're going to go ahead and put on a show. And putting on a show, 38 to 31, yeah, yeah, is quite a show. Heck yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want, I want to go ahead and take a deeper dive into the actual gameplay. But before I do that, I want to tell you guys, I was a little bit pissed off hmm. last week. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I, I don't get pissed off very often. because you were stuck in New Orleans? No, it was because because my boy wasn't playing. That's why, right? Right? Oh, yeah. oh, Greg Zerline. That's, is that why you were Greg Zerline? Well, you know, that's <laughs> you're you're almost close. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but it was the decision to go ahead and activate Marcus Peters, mm. and uh, the yeah, way we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, the the way it happened, and you got to look back five days earlier when they take on the Chargers. Marcus Peters gets injured, he falls down, he's trembling on the floor, he needs to get assisted off the field, and from that point on, I'm thinking to myself, well, 
this is going to be an ACL injury. He's going to be out for the entire season. Time goes by. Monday press, press conference comes around. And it turns out it's not too bad. I can live with that. We just signed this guy to an extension. I can live for the fact that, you know what, he's going to be out for two weeks. That's fine. You come now closer to Wednesday. Sean McVay has a press conference. And he says there is a slight possibility that Marcus Peters is going to go ahead and play. Right. On a short week. Right. I'm thinking to myself, this is not the smartest decision. Yep. An hour before the game, what do they do? They activate Marcus Peters. Not a good idea. Yeah. You you let him sit out that game and then he can rest all the way until right. till Sunday. Til Sunday. Yeah. 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 And you and you take those ten days, you rest Marcus Peters. At this point in time, we're what, a quarter of a way into the season. You rely on the depth of your cornerbacks, uh, Sam Shields, NRC, not necessarily playing Marcus Peters, and you go ahead and take that risk. Rams have been taking risks. Why are you going to risk Marcus Peters when you already have a keep to leave out right. on injured reserve who's now going to be out for, what, last week, eight weeks, now seven weeks? You don't want to go ahead and take that risk. Yeah, no, for sure. So you, so you always play that, that dangerous game right yeah. there. Well, as long as we're talking about defense, let's let's talk about this because we we won this game <laughs> and I feel like we haven't even seen our defense do what they can do, what they're capable of. The the offense really won this game. This was a high scoring oh, yeah. game. It was a high it was scoring a game, yeah. It was a shootout. It was surprising to see uh you know, cuz the Rams have if they if they've had one you know, a hole in their defense, it's either been a running back or it been a tight end. And to see Minnesota be able to throw the ball like they did was was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that at all. And, and yeah. Dalvin Cook didn't do anything. I mean, there, none of the running backs did anything, to, but it was definitely a shootout. I mean, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And, you know, Victor, I agree with that. This, this again, was definitely a shootout. And from the very beginning, um, you know, Vikings start out with a ball and they march 75 down uh, yards down the field. They end up getting a passing touchdown. Mind you, that passing touchdown went clearly above Marcus Peters' head. And, you know, you could the vibe already with Marcus Peters and, and he actually got burned uh, two plays earlier. It wasn't quite there, but the Vikings did put on a offensive game. They marched downfield. But, you know, there there was somewhat of a title to this game. And, you know, I kind of termed it as the fact that whatever Kirk Cousins can do, Jared Goff yeah. can do better. Oh, yes. Because you you hand off the ball now to the Rams. They start off on their 25, and they pretty much do exactly the same thing. They march down the field. Todd Gurley ends up getting a passing touchdown. I think at this point in time, the only thing difference is the fact that Goff knows his receivers. When you have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, all of them yeah. getting 100 yards and passing. That's incredible. Yeah, it is sure. incredible. I it's mean, incredible when you have Cooper Cup sitting on your fantasy Cup football check. bench. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. 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 I hate when that happens. Oh, I would have won yeah. if I'd started him. Idiot. You're an idiot. And and not only for those three players, you, you almost have you're giving Todd Gurley 27 passing yards shy of him getting a 100-yard game also. So it's the connection that Goff has with all of his wide receivers, 
with his running backs. And I want to go back to what happened in the second quarter. And this was the play in which Jared Goff just launched that ball 70 yards downfield in which Cooper Cup had caught it. Oh, that was the second Cooper Cup touchdown, right? That was the... When he caught it in the end zone. I believe so, yeah. 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 And it was a beautiful pass. it It really was. Yes, you go ahead and give credit to Jared Goff. And yes, you go ahead and give credit to Cooper Cup. But there's so much more to that play. And you really got to give credit to Sean McVay. The way he's utilizing some of these defenses is that he's he's creating all these mismatches that he's trying to pick off certain linebackers from the opposing team, matching them up with certain wide receivers that necessarily don't have the legs, but, at, but Cooper Cup does have the juking ability to go ahead and get maybe right. two or three yard lead. And that's exactly the difference between a good head coach and a head coach out there who's struggling struggling a little bit. Yeah. Because there are a lot of great coaches out there. Some of them are playing tic-tac-toe. Somebody like like Sean McVay is playing chess. He he's he's creating <laughs> yeah. all these yeah, mismatches. He's creating so much it's shuffle. A beautiful mind. Yeah, he's creating so much <laughs> shuffle on the offensive line that it's hard for teams to go ahead and adapt to that. Yeah, you know, um, I think for me, this game was the first game where I really felt like the Rams were buying uh, into Sean McVay and his schemes. Yeah. Uh, I felt like they trusted him, and I felt like uh, that they're they're willing to, you know, they're buying into the system, and they're willing to listen to whatever he says they need to do. And Jared Goff, this is the first time that I've seen him as a quarterback where he was making those pinpoint accurate throws yes. where only the receiver could catch it, yep. and it was perfectly thrown. The type of throws that you see, uh, you know, quarterbacks in the past that are known that have become great quarterbacks. So if he can keep that up, yep. and that's not an easy thing to do, but if he can keep, you know, doing that three, four times in a game, I mean, yeah. There is no ceiling with that, this guy. That was my takeaway from the game is, you know, in these first few games, there's no argument. The Rams' offensive line is incredible. And you put any quarterback behind the Rams' offensive line, and they're going to look good. Any any quarterback, yeah. any decent Within quarterback. Within reason. Right. So it's hard to tell. Is Jared Goff the real deal, or is he just a decent quarterback behind an incredible O-line? And I think this last game steered that question or that answer definitely in the favor of this guy could potentially be the yeah. real deal and our fan- franchise quarterback for a long time because those throws he was making, any quarterback can't make those right. throws. You got to be worth your salt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter how much time you have. So yeah. that, I think, was the most encouraging thing yeah. I saw in that game. Yeah, I mean, you got that 70-yard passing touchdown that I just mentioned. Uh, I know Brandon Cooks at one point in time, he had two-man coverage, and, and Goff just slung it to him. Yeah, yeah. And He's trusting his long ball more now. Yeah, you know? totally. You notice that, oh, you, which yeah. is exciting. He's trusting his weapons more. He's I'm, buying into the system. Oh, <laughs> buying into the system. Oh, yeah. Everything. It's firing yeah. on all cylinders. And you know, going back to what you said, Victor, about our, our offensive line is that they're they're not giving they're not getting the credit that they deserve no, right now. Not, I mean, no. whether that be the media or us fans, they have been doing a bang yeah. up job because Jared Goff throughout the first four games of this season, he has so much time. I think they're averaging almost something ridiculous, like three seconds just in the pocket. And you're creating 
so much distance for our wide receivers to go ahead and go downfield. And not only that, our offensive line is buying time, but they're setting up screens. They're creating right. lanes for Todd Gurley to go ahead and run through. I mean, Sullivan, Whitworth, uh, all of them up, up front, they're doing a bang-up job. Yeah. And you know what? Our, our quarterback can only do as much as our offensive line allows yeah. them to go ahead and do Ask any co- Cowboys fan. A good O-line makes Tony <laughs> Romo look like a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Goff, Goff walks away, a perfect passer rating, yeah. five touchdowns, two of those going to Cooper Cup, who will Cup say, check. you are an idiot. You are an idiot you know, I, for was, sitting oh, stupid. Cooper the, Cup. The only reason I didn't start cup is because there's just so idiot? many weapons oh yeah sorry well, victor you got it right it's like a, no you're right <laughs> no, you're sorry. right i'm an idiot it's like but like i've said before it's like a patriots running back you just don't know which one is gonna you know get the time that week yeah you know? and it's the same thing in this offense which is a compliment and it's a good thing you don't know which wide receiver is going to be the guy that week which is a fantastic problem. It's a great yeah. problem. It's a nightmare for fantasy owners, yeah. but it's a fantastic <laughs> problem for a team. Yeah. And you know, to this day, I don't know who that wide receiver number one is. You know, one week it's Cooks, one week it's Woods, last week was Cup. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And, you know, I have Jared Goff on my team. And to be honest, going into this game against Minnesota Vikings, who have proven defensively. Yeah, they were supposed to be way better defensively. Yes. Yeah, to be yes. way showed, exactly. Yeah. That, you know what? Maybe I was considered lucky just because of Cam Newton having a bye, so I had no choice to go ahead and put in Jared Goff, and he panned out great. Yeah. I feel like he's been better than Cam Yeah, this most Yeah, of the this season, season he right? has been, yeah. Do you want to work a trade-in? <laughs> we'll talk off the air, but yeah. the answer's going to be no. <laughs> I, am, I am struggling at quarterback. Let's look ahead to this week against the Seattle Seahawks, mm. a beat-up Seattle yeah. Seahawks, look, as Earl Thomas is now gone um, and not happy about it. You see him flip the bird oh to, uh, gosh. we're assuming Pete Carroll and... and <laughs> yeah, yeah. When 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 Earl Thomas uh, fell down on that injury, he ends up breaking his leg, trying to go ahead and stop a, uh, a passing play off to the Arizona Cardinals. He gets carted off the field. And as he's going on the cart into the locker room, he flips off his own sideline. Yeah. Yeah. That that speaks volumes yeah. right there. And this is probably a good reason why players like Le'Veon Bell are sitting out this season. Because if you're going into that fifth year, no contract, you have nothing to come back to. Right. And who yeah. knows if he's gonna come back to Seattle. Honestly, yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, because he's a what he's a free agent. He's a free after agent, season, yeah. Right? That's and, rough. That's and I mean, rough. I know somebody like Earl Thomas. He held out at uh, the beginning of the season. He couldn't afford to lose, what, $500,000 a paycheck. I think it was uh, granted to pay like $8.5 million this year. But he can't necessarily lose that. And he's a great, he's a great safety in all honesty. Sure. But again, that yeah. that is he going to, at this point, think retirement? Is At this point, you know what? He's out for the season. He's... We know he's not coming back to Seattle, so it's it's really up into the air. And now we kind of understand why Le'Veon Bell, why Aaron Donald was planning to go ahead and sit. Yeah. Maybe why the Rams decided to go ahead and give a player like Todd Gurley a contract early. Because we don't want to go into that last season knowing that there is potential to have an injury. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad the Rams took care of 
Oh, totally. Yeah. And totally, totally, totally. Puts yeah. their uh, organization in a different light, I think, for other players, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good look. Yeah. A lot better than Steelers. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly. a that's a disaster yeah. over there. Yeah. But let's talk about uh, the mm-hmm. Rams and uh, how badly Seattle. they're going to whoop on Seattle. <laughs> I actually, okay, so let me, Full like disclosure. I did on the flagship show. <laughs> oh, are we, we going to hear a rainbows and butterflies type uh Well, I'm, win? I'm protecting myself a little bit on this one. <laughs> I've had a bad feeling about this game since before the season and, I, and our way too early predictions. And, and that is this hot Rams team is coming in to a Seattle team that is not what it was and... You know, this is a division game. Yeah. You know, those are always tough. Anything can happen in these games. Look a couple weeks. Minnesota losing to a Buffalo team. Yes. Obviously, Minnesota is far superior to Buffalo. But any given Sunday, you never know what happens. This could be one of those games where you got a cocky Rams team who's maybe thinking this is, you know, just another game. We got to get through this and then think about Denver because they got a long road trip coming up. And, uh, you know, Seattle's going to play them tough in their home, which we know is a difficult stadium to play in. Indeed. I can see this game, you know, not being as easy as it looks like on paper. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is the first time that the Rams are actually going to go ahead and leave the state of California this season. I mean, I know Seattle's yeah. only two states away. They're still on the West Coast. They are a battered team. They don't have a great offensive line right now. Um. I think the Rams are going to pretty much pick up where they left off last season. That last game against Seattle where we blew them out 42 to 7. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we made Seattle love look that. like fools. Yeah. More so to the fact that what did Seattle do last week against Arizona? It was a very close game. It came down to a matter of seconds in which they won by a field goal. And what did we do to Arizona? We shut them out. What yeah. was the score? Like 40-something oh, to zero? Yeah. A lot to, to A lot to a little. But you know what? Flip the script. Think think back several years ago when Seattle was Seattle, mm-hmm. and the Rams were under the Sam Bradford, Jeff Fisher reign, yeah. and and we would demolish Seattle. We yeah. were, they, were, they would, for whatever reason, they had Seattle's number. Jeff Fisher had Seattle's number. And I'm sorry for bringing up his name. Yeah, I know we you made really? pact to not really? mention his name on this uh, show, but so it, it, curse, slipped out. it slipped them. out. I'm sorry. I was trying to make a point, but <laughs> you, yeah, I, I don't know. I just have this bad juju about this yeah. game for some reason. I don't like it. You know what? I, I, I don't think the Rams' first loss is going to become is going to come for the reasons that you're saying. You yeah. know that they're think that they're going to be. I, like I said, I, I think this team is bought into Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay is going to have this team ready. Yep. And I think he's going to talk about everything that you're talking about. I think he's going to bring it up, and they're going to go through the film, and they're going to. I think the first loss of the Rams is going to come when a team comes and uh, just plays their best football that they played this year, mm-hmm. and the Rams. Uh, uh, not everything clicks. Yeah. I think that's going to be their first loss. Is they're going to have because now they have a target on their back. Right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's I think that's when their first loss is going to come. Is, is just you know a team is coming gunning for them and not everything falls their way. Yeah. So then let me ask you this: We head to Seattle this head. weekend. Yep. Then we head to Denver. Uh, where do we go after that? Uh, I believe uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Right. So we got two division games in there yeah. and Denver, which is tough. A tough Always, yes. home game. 
And so we don't come home until after that, and we play Green Bay. Towards do the end we of October, come yeah. home? What? When do seven and seven and zero. Yeah, We're I, coming home I, seven yeah. and zero. This, I don't know about that. I, I think yeah. this. I think the next three weeks, although we are on the road, you got to look back at to last season. We only lost one game on the road last season. I think we come back October this year towards the end of it seven and zero. Oh. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't say this, that. I, honestly, uh, yeah, I can't either. The three teams coming up, they, they're no better than five a five hundred team right yeah. now, and and they're not. I don't think they're looking good whatsoever. I think you're right, but you know what? Any yeah. given Sunday, you don't. Know. I'm I'm gonna you're, stick with my guns. You guys only because are protecting yourself. I said it. No, totally. And honestly, <laughs> no, I would I'm not say pro- no, no, no. I, I I one loss is I don't think is is protecting yourself at all. I think that's just. Uh, you know the NFL, especially on the road, um, and and I understand last year with that, but that's last year, um, and we're better than we're, last year, right? But we're going to find out how this team um, plays on the road. We don't know how this particular team plays on the road, and uh, last year there wasn't really a target on their back, mm-hmm. and I think this year they have to learn how to play with that target on their back, especially if they keep winning. I mean, there's going to be teams yeah. just coming yeah. at them. And uh, we'll 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 find the character and the make of this team in the next few weeks. Uh, but I, I, you know, one loss, even if one loss, they're still they're still uh, you know, they're six. One loss does not yeah. ruin oh, a yeah. season, no, so they'll be fine. Yeah. Not at all. They'll be Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that Darren's become rainbows and really for the Rams, yeah. and uh, yeah. they're going to run the table. I was actually going to call myself out. <laughs> I sound like Mr. Rainbows and Butterflies. <laughs> totally Jeff, do. this is your role. They're going. <laughs> How dare you steal my material? Rams are yeah. supposed to go sixteen and zero this season. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what happened what? to that? It's, I feel like that's the most uh, realistic uh, of well, the rainbows know. and butterflies yeah. predictions you could get. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the closest that we've ever come to your prediction of a rainbows and butterflies season Absolutely. coming true. Absolutely. I mean, it, we're here. We're at that moment. All right. I'm changing it. They're beating <laughs> Seattle this weekend. <laughs> nice. There you go. Five and oh. Nice. Five, Five and oh. Five and oh. <laughs> All right. That's it for us this week. Let's get out of here. Be sure you're listening to the Guys in Shorts Sports Show. Uh, that, that's obviously a different show. You know that. <laughs> Are they? Clearly by now. Totally uh, different host. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Where we talk about all the other LA teams. Um, follow them on Twitter, which is us actually, but uh, at Guys in Shorts LA. And uh, follow us on Twitter at yeah. The Rams House. Yeah. Boom, bam. There it is. Yeah. Let's get a win, guys. Let's no, we it. will get a win. We will. Nice. Let's nice. win. That's what I like to hear. Awesome. For Victor Costello and Darren Besa, I'm Jeff Wilson. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. house.